0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the podcast. It is a pleasure to have you tune in again. Did I have an outstanding guest? His name is Brian Holzer, Dr. Brian Holzer. He is the CEO at Lacuna Health. It's a wholly owned subsidiary of Kindred Healthcare. Brian is a frequent speaker in the area of post acute care and population health, a topic that's on the minds of a lot of you listening. In 2018, Brian was recognized by Health Data Management as one of the top 30 chief innovation officers at healthcare organizations, as well as being selected the Council of 33 by the Healthcare Innovators Professional Society. It's a big honor to be bestowed on anybody, and it takes a lot to earn it. Brian joined Kindred from Highmark Health, the third largest integrated health delivery and financing network in the nation. Most recently, Brian led the formation of HM Home and Community Services and served as president of the organization. Brian's also held positions in healthcare consulting and various strategy operations and sales marketing roles in the biotech industry. So, obviously, his, uh, his width and breadth of, of, uh, of experience in healthcare is going to be a very interesting part of our conversation today. So, uh, Dr. Brian Hoser, thank you for being with us. Thanks, all. It's a pleasure to be here. appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, uh, let's, let's dive into it, uh, Brian. What, what is it that uh, got you into healthcare to begin with?
1: You know, I actually started it uh, in medical school. Um, So I was, you know, as long as I can remember growing up, some of my my family's closest friends were physicians and, uh, you know, it sort of set me on a straight path with with science type uh, schoolwork uh, throughout high school and ultimately into college and ended up um, applying and being accepted to uh, the Medical School, uh, Medical College of Pennsylvania, which now is called the Drexel School of Medicine. So it's been, a, it's been quite a journey. I graduated medical school. I did a year of residency in the uh, Penn Health system in Philadelphia and ultimately made the decision to leave clinical medicine uh, for reasons I still have a hard time uh, articulating. I've been on the business side uh, ever since. Uh, I got an MBA in healthcare management from the Wharton School of Business. Um, ultimately then have been uh, very fortunate to have had a number of very interesting experiences that um, you know, sort of collectively have shaped how I view You healthcare and, and how I go about trying to create
0: innovations. I think that's brilliant. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely believe that we need more physicians in, in leadership roles, uh, within the business sector, especially at companies that are trying to, to, to build products, services, technologies to, to help serve, uh, practitioners. And so, I'd love to hear from you, Brian, what you think needs to be on healthcare leaders' agendas today, going into the new year, and uh, how you guys are, are working with that at Lacuna.
1: Yeah, it's a complicated question. It has different answers depending on the, the, the specific area that, that one's focused on. But I think in general, one of the commonalities across any sector in healthcare is we've, we've simply got to do better, to deliver a better experience. Uh, for patients, uh, and and even further, their their extended care teams. There's just a number of crises that all sort of inter, interwoven right now, but one of the commonalities is as folks' loved ones age, uh, there simply is just an enormous stress, both financially and, and just practically, on how families uh, are trying to navigate what has become an increasingly confusing healthcare system. And so, you know, whether you work for an insurance company or a health system or your individual physician practice, or practitioner um, I, there are there are many many ways that we can do better uh, collectively the healthcare system deliver a better experience to to patients and their and their loved ones
0: that's really fascinating and and so i, I think it's you guys are are filling in a, a very important gap in the healthcare continuum you know just for the benefit of the listeners that maybe aren't as familiar about lacuna for, from what i know you guys are a white-label uh, patient engagement uh, care management solution for really hospitals, ACOs, anybody that needs it. Uh, I'd love to hear from you what it is that, that you guys do so that the listeners could, uh, could level set.
1: Yeah, I mean, a couple things. One, you know, I've been in Kindred now a year and a half. Uh, I wasn't actually hired to do what I'm doing today. I was brought on to, to forge a, a more of a broader innovation platform for Kindred, which has been a storied and and broad deliverer of post acute care services over the years from you know being one of the largest skilled nursing facility providers to owning only one today to be one of the largest remaining providers of long term acute care LTACs. Uh, we've got a enormous rehab division uh, that manages inpatient rehab facilities both freestanding within the four walls of the hospitals for their joint venture partners the story post acute care provider um, that has been like a lot of providers trying to forge Towards delivering solutions and services, in addition to being a, a pure operator of the actual of the actual lines of service. And so, you know, here's what happened. I mean, I, I got here. Kindred had set up a nurse call center about four years ago, called the Kindred Contact Center, mm-hmm. which was largely speaking nothing more than nurses. And I say that uh, not to mis- dismiss the value, but when you look at our healthcare system today, one of the things that's sorely lacking is having patients and their care- caregivers have Ready access to trained clinical resources to help them with their questions and provide education. And so, uh, in a very brief period of time, I had I had perceived the Kindry Contact Center and the concept of how to apply a nurse labor force, which is highly trained, two and three decades of clinical experience, twenty four seven, and so on and so forth. And that was the evolution of Lacuna. We made the decision to essentially spin the cost center into a wholly owned subsidiary that that today is a C corporation give it a new name called lacuna which I named off the latin root lacuna which means gap or missing piece Hmm. and begin to offer patient engagement services using a trained nurse workforce in parts of post-acute care that I felt were sorely lacking that clinical expertise from the perspective of a patient and their care team
0: love that you know that's uh Fascinating. Love the, the root word lacuna, the gap. And, and, uh, and really because that's what you guys are doing. Interesting how you guys spun it out. And so how long has it been? And, and uh, and maybe you could dive into some examples of how you guys have created results by doing things differently.
1: Yeah. Uh, we set this up in January of this past year. This will be the first full year that lacuna has been offering and operating underneath the lacuna health brands. Um, and that. it's been and it, Thank you. <laughs> I guess it's coming up. Um, yep. It's been an amazing, uh, an amazing journey. And it, quite honestly, I struggled, I'm sure we'll get into this uh, early on, uh, because when you look at the healthcare system and where you could apply a highly trained nurse workforce, albeit telephonically, which is most of our interactions, you end up having this unlimited list of places that you could, you could apply the concept. And I, I struggled to narrow where we could actually, from a, a true business model perspective, position the business. Uh, for the most amount of, of success and impact. And, you know, I went back to my roots. I've spent five plus years in the post-acute care arena. I've worked for a health plan and health system. And I've seen how post-acute is both sorely unders- poorly understood and poorly applied. It's a series of sideload businesses um, that unfortunately the patient gets discharged from the hospital. They're They're at the mercy of many, many different kinds of businesses that have to come together to coordinate the care. And mm-hmm. too often it isn't. So we've we've positioned Lacuna towards the post-acute care space in particular, and more specifically towards the point of transitions. And so as folks are discharged from hospitals, uh, about 40% of them will go to some form of a facility or home care post-acute care setting, and about 60% of them will go home with no services at all. And there are a number of products that we have produced to help health systems, to give you an example, Mm -hmm. uh, in particular, manage the patients. As they're discharged. One, one client is the University of Louisville Comprehensive Stroke Center. There's been some news on our partnership under their brand. It's white labeled. Um, we we engage every stroke patient who's discharged from the University of Louisville Stroke Center for 45 days over a series of intermittent cadences where we're assessing patients and helping them think through the medications that are on providing any education. Um, We're helping them understand if they're receiving home health care or durable medical equipment. In many cases, the the nurses simply aren't showing up or they've gotten an auction tank and they don't know how to turn it on. Uh, We help them get a a line back to their PC primary care physician. Too often, folks are discharged with a discharge order of follow-up with your PCP, uh, but people don't realize that they don't have a PCP or they don't know how to follow-up or they forget. So that's one example in the hospital transition, and I'll Just briefly provide a couple more and and can take any of your follow-up questions. If you get further away from the hospital, you get even less resources available to patients. And so as folks are discharged from a hospital, about a quarter of them will end up in a skilled nursing facility for a period of time because they're not well enough to go home or an inpatient rehab facility because they need intensive therapy after, say, a stroke. That's another transition. And then they get to something, in many cases, home health care, which is skilled nursing delivered in the home. That's another transition. So the, the common complex patient may actually have two or three transitions of care from hospital to a facility, to home care, to home with, with no services. And in each of those transitions, there'll be different complexities, challenges, medication regimens, follow-up appointments. We have, as Lacoon, have inserted ourselves into those transitions and offer our clients, which are commonly hospitals, ACOs, and physician groups, clinical support to assist them to deliver a better patient experience for the folks they're caring for.
0: I think that's, uh, it's brilliant. And, you, you know, you called it, Brian, a lot, of, a lot of people in the business are really great at what they do. The challenge is that it's so siloed that when patients leave the, the hospital, the acute facility, there's, it, it could get complicated. Uh, your team has done such a great job of, of simplifying because you, you understand that post-acute space so well. And now you're able to help them empower their care strategy afterwards. So I think that's really brilliant what you guys have, have put together there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Give us, give us an example of, of while you were organizing this. You know, you mentioned, wow, there's so many applications, right, to, to, to use this. You narrowed it down. Give us an example of maybe something that, that a setback that you had and, and what you learned from it as you guys were putting this together.
1: Look, I, I I I'm not a huge quote person, but every once in a while, when I look for inspiration, I, I will I will uh, you know do a Google search and come up with something that's just so so true with what what I've been going through. And there's there's a yeah. quote that I love by Thomas Edison that says, "I have not failed. I've just found ten thousand ways that won't work." And I think that <laughs> most describes about the last five years of my my career. <laughs> If you if you are playing on the side of of new care models and trying to push the envelope on innovations and thinking differently, life just becomes a, it's a series of missteps and failures and iterative wrong ways of thinking about stuff. And I've just become incredibly comfortable and I've embraced the process where you know failure is a prelude to success, and not understanding something just forces you to focus on what why you don't understand it or why it's not working uh so you can course correct or pivot. And I wasn't I didn't get I wasn't born good at it. I'm still yeah. a work of progress at it, but it, it becomes the the true north for how, you know, I've been able to think and guide through some very complex new business models that don't have a clear path on how they would get paid for and who's gonna pay you for it and what price point. And so the answer to your question is it's it's a daily, hourly events where I come across something that isn't, isn't working, doesn't make sense. A customer doesn't quite understand what we're trying to do. And I simply, you know, all I can say is that I've embraced that as part of the process. Um, And it keeps us moving forward as you constantly have to pivot along the way.
0: Love that Brian. And so you're probably listening to this folks and you're hundred percent going through something that's not working. And so Take this, uh, this inspiration from, uh, from Brian Holzer, Dr. Brian Holzer. Edison found 10,000 ways that it didn't work, <laughs> and, and we got to do that. That's the true north, as Brian says, and it happens daily, hourly, so, so stay in the game. Great things do happen if you stay with it. Brian, I'd love to hear the other side of that coin, You know, a time when, when you're, you've been most proud of, of what you've been doing.
1: I think there's a, there's a um, sort of newness um, bias. I, I love what we're doing with Lacuna Health. You know, this is an opportunity to create something from uh, an idea. You know, Ben Breyer, the CEO of Kindred Healthcare, I give a lot of credit for, has stayed true to the concept of, you know, funding a contact center on, on his dime, Kindred's dime, uh, to do great work when it wasn't always clear clearer if there was a financial ROI to that work, but it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. for Kindred's patients. And, you know, to be able to take that and, and name it and get started and develop, you know, the business model from inception on how we would actually do great work, help patients, their caregivers, and be financially sustainable when none of that was clear, um, and in many days still isn't, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and I work with nurses predominantly on our workforce. We've got you know, well over 40 to 45 highly trained registered nurses, many of which have two and three decades of, of bedside experience that have chosen this because they believe they can apply their life learnings at bedside to helping the patients we engage. It's been an enormous amount of fun. Um, and I've had a lot of fun in other roles building other types of companies, but there's something wonderful about what we're doing. And as a result, I, I come to work most days really excited to kind of push the ball
0: forward. That's wonderful, Brian. Congrats, kudos to you, kudos to the vision of the CEO as well, uh, to to be able to to say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna move forth with this with you, Brian. And and bottom line, folks, good care is good business, and and uh, we're seeing that with with the progress here of Lacuna, with Brian and his team's efforts. You know, and on the topic of sort of uh, you know nurses being able to help uh, uh, patients as they transition the call center is any of this, are you, are you able to do any of this like remote working? You know, I know that's a new trend in, in today's workforce and I know it would be a huge benefit for a lot of nurse talent.
1: Yeah. I think in, in business, I've also folks that are successful. I think a commonality that I've seen is you end up being more flexible in time matched to some things that, that you, you, you don't want to be flexible on. And and this is an example. Uh, we, when I first sort of thought through Lacuna, we embraced the concept that all of our RNs are in a single uh, contact center environment in Louisville, Kentucky. And when you look at a lot of the other contact centers that are up and running that are serving the healthcare space, you'll find offshore examples. You'll find yeah. folks that have a hundred percent remote model. And, and I mm-hmm. I was stubborn to the extent that I was like, no, you know, we need to be with the culture and the training and the, the, the concept of everyone being in one place mm-hmm. looks great on paper. Our nurses, if you walk our floors, are constantly collaborating, which is true to how, how nurses are wired. Yeah. And I didn't want to go towards a remote model, but you know, it turns out insurance, there's many, many entities starting with insurance companies that are using nurses uh, in many different types of ways. And to say competitive, we actually put a performance-based work-from-home model in place where we've got about a dozen nurses that will spend a couple of days a week working from home, but it's performance based. So as they drive performance in our contact center, they earn the right to do uh, some work from home. And so we, we, we became more flexible oh, okay. around that concept. And what I'll tell you is what happened, which is even more intriguing, is they were then offered work from home. And we found that they ended up only using it one or two days a week because they loved coming to work and having that collaboration with their fellow registered nurses. And so we've got basically a hybrid model. We'll continue to stay flexible around the concept.
0: I love that, Brian. No, thanks for sharing that, uh, your thoughts around that. You know, the leaders tuning into this, you're always thinking about ways to, to hire, recruit and, and the flexibility that, that Brian just mentioned is, is key. But the even more important part is the importance of, of culture building. And Brian, I respect you for that. You know, being able to just say, hey, look, this is the model that we want is what we're going to do, and it's building a culture that's creating results. So, so kudos for, for, for that work. It's, uh, it's not easy to do. Thank you. I, I do appreciate it. So what would you say right now is an exciting project that you guys are working on at Lacuna? Uh,
1: we have partnered, and Lacuna's business model has also evolved more towards finding other great companies that are doing great things and figuring out how we complete each other. Mm -hmm. So that we can collectively um, provide customers more of a platform versus what I see too commonly are these siloed point solutions that, you know, may make money in the short term, but they aren't really solving, you know, broader healthcare problems. And so we've teamed up with a company called GAPS, Mm G-A-P-S, which is uh, a physician-led startup organization serving right now the skilled nursing facility space, uh, which is, you know, quite honestly, a, a segment under pressure reimbursement challenges and and regulatory issues have forced the space to really rethink how they're going to do their work very efficiently in a really important segment because are the folks that end up in school nursing facilities for 15 20 25 days are very sick um, and so we've put the two together and we're um, we're currently uh, marketing and having some early customer contracts uh, in the area of delivering clinical pod uh, models where it's an MD, pharmacist, NP, and RN uh, as a replacement to the existing MD-only medical director models that are common across the skilled nursing facility space connected to an RN-led post-discharge program. So we deliver a highly intensive clinical utilization model inside the four walls of the skilled nursing facility, predominantly led by the MD and pharmacists. And then the folks are discharged and enrolled in the Lacuna Health RN aftercare model where we continue to follow the patient for 30 days, including medication, education, uh, and regimens, primary care appointment, medical equipment, home health care, and so on and so forth. When you put the two together, uh, I would say if we held this podcast in six months, we're going to have uh, enormous uptake across the skilled nursing facility segment because we've put together Two pieces into one. Um, and basically what you have is a medical doctor-led clinical utilization model to improve quality and service within the skilled facilities uh, connected to a post-discharge RN-led follow-up program, hmm. which we think is going to change the game in the skilled nursing facility uh, vertical. Wow.
0: Very cool. Th- very apparent that this will certainly increase the, the quality of care and very exciting work. We'll be excited to see how this progresses here in the next uh, six months to a year. But it definitely is, sounds promising, Brian.
1: Thank That's you. Pretty,
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, it, and bottom line is, um, you guys continue to to put things out there uh, and collaborate. And I mean, it's pretty impressive that you've been able to find this new niche.
1: Well, it's again, it's been an evolution, and I've drawn on many different career stops to. To create the Lacuna health business model. And, you know, I spent four years at a large insurance company in Pittsburgh and I had so many super exciting digital health and technology solutions yeah. presented to me. And what I, you know, what I learned along the way is, you know, it, it, you so so frequently found myself saying, geez, if, if the three that I just saw last week worked together and they were one company, that would be the solution versus yeah. the three components that each are solving just a piece of the solution and I developed the mindset around platforms versus mm-hmm. point solutions as ways to create sustainable, scalable change. Uh yeah. and you know, it can be you can be over ambitious with this stuff and fail because of it. But Lacuna Health is predicated on a goal of finding partners that are like-minded that solve for you know a couple things that we don't, adding adding ourselves to the equation and creating joint product partnerships that can for our customers and ultimately the end users, the patient, drive
0: sustainable change. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's brilliant, man. I think it's great. And the and the call out of platforms versus point solutions is is definitely important. Uh even in even in the in the uh in the business side of things, healthcare is siloed. So uh yeah. you know Brian's Brian's doing some cool things to to really look at this from a from a platform based way you should think about that too. Brian, let's uh, pretend we're putting together a leadership course on what it takes to be successful in healthcare. It's the one-on-one of Dr. Brian Holzer. So I've got five questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yep. Yes. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Uh, Build it from the patient backwards. Um, Too often
1: folks that have never really touched the patient are trying to design solutions. for for what is the end user and that's just that's a recipe for for failure
0: what's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid
1: Uh, i think i think uh arrogance you're never going to be smarter than you are when you realize you don't know everything
0: (laughs) and don't believe your own press sometimes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah love that how do you stay relevant despite constant change
1: uh, thirst for knowledge and just a, a true desire to, to self-educate. Um, it's a there's just never enough hours in the day where I'm I'm for me to simply learn, and and it's just a it's a constant evolution.
0: What's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization? The patient. Love it. And what would you say your number one success habit is?
1: Uh, intellectual curiosity. Uh, I I just. It's sometimes maddening to others around me, but but asking <laughs> why instead of just accepting the way things are is a, is a habit that has served me well. It's great quality.
0: And what book would you recommend to the listeners, Brian? I loved Bad Blood, which is the the
1: story of Theranos. Too often in our, I've seen many examples. As I'm sure your listeners have. There's a fine line between. Madness uh, and and failure <laughs> and brilliance, madness yeah. and brilliance. I guess yeah, yeah. Um, you know I'm, there was a lot of brilliance with I think Elizabeth Holmes and and I think arrogance and and madness sort of overcame it. And it's a it's a true story about how ambition, which is a good quality, can work against you when you're blinded to some very important things like like your own arrogance.
0: Great one to recommend, listeners. Great resources, tips and tricks, pearls of wisdom shared by Dr. Brian Holzer. Uh, you could get a full transcript as well as links to all the things we've discussed, a link to the book. Go to outcomesrocket.health, and in the search bar, type in Lacuna Health, L-A-C-U-N-A, and uh, you'll find all that there. Brian, this has been fun, man. I've really enjoyed this. Likewise.
1: Thank Sorry. you very so much.
0: I'm looking forward to following you. Yeah. And listen, uh, if you can just uh, uh, leave us with a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could follow your work. Look, I, I just think the concept
1: of stay curious and, and ask why in healthcare, uh, there, there is, we, we just all, the, the beautiful thing about healthcare and why I love working it so much is not only are we working in healthcare for those that we that do, we are consumers of it. And I just, every day that goes by, you run into someone else Who's been who works in healthcare, CEOs on down to line workers that have been adversely or negatively affected by our system for a loved one that they care about, and you can just see sort of the the, the intense focus on wanting to fix what's what's broken in our system, even more profoundly in those folks have been affected negatively by it personally. And if we don't fix this, um, we will be affected by it personally for ourselves and our loved ones. Our children, our grandchildren, and that's what drives me, and hopefully will for many of your your listeners as well
0: such a, such a true message there, Brian, every day you know I hear something you know somebody talking at the gym or at the grocery store or at work, uh, so definitely a, a great point to leave us with and where would you say listeners could follow your work and the things that you do
1: i have, I maintain an active LinkedIn page, both personally and for for lacuna i what, welcome anyone that wants to follow me on LinkedIn Uh, when we do um, when we do things for Lacuna health or when I see things that I like from others uh, I do tend to to post it on LinkedIn or my Twitter Twitter feed and that would be a great way as well as our website lacunahealth.com
0: outstanding so there you have it folks Uh, follow Brian's stuff he's always posting interesting things if you enjoyed today's interview, you're going to enjoy the things that he puts out there. So, Brian, thanks again. This has been a pleasure. Really appreciate you spending time with us. Likewise. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.